Welcome to Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. How are you? We got a lot of stuff to cover tonight, uh, including some suggestions from people who listen to the podcast. And first of all, let me thank you for listening to the podcast, whether you've listened to a lot of them or this is your first time. I appreciate you listening. And it's funny how on podcasts, people say, you guys, hey, you guys. And people, when they do YouTube videos, it's like, you guys. And it's like, you know what? I don't think of people who listen as you guys. And maybe that's why you and I have such a connection is because I think of you as more like a person than a, you guys, hey, you guys, thanks for watching my video. You guys, thanks for listening to my podcast. I don't know. I don't see a bunch of you guys sitting around listening. I see like a person. And I might not be able to picture you exactly, but I appreciate you listening. We got a lot of stuff to cover. Like I said in the podcast, it's Monday night. I just got back from Boy Scout swim testing. I am not that strong of a swimmer, but I'm going to a Boy Scout um, um, sailing camp this summer uh, out in the middle of the Florida Keys, and we have to know how to swim. And I'm a decent swimmer, but I'm not a great swimmer. I made the requirements, but at the end, I was like, whew, that was tough. Uh, let's move on to something we talked about last week, diving right into the podcast. And then later we're going to get to, um, where are they now? People who used to work on the Dave Ryan show that are no longer there. And in 25 years, there have been, you know, some people that have come and gone. And I've been really lucky because not a lot of people have come and gone. They've come and gone pretty slowly. And in radio, a four-year stint at a radio station is kind of a long time, but I will cover that a little bit later in the podcast. We're going to get to right away uh, something we talked about last week on the podcast. Two things, actually. First uh, of all was I asked you, have you figured out a way to store photos and videos where it's easy to access and it's easy to keep track of? And I've tried a couple of different things, and it seems like either I can't quite figure it out or it's a little bit too tricky, or just not the best way. So I've got an email here from Kim, and Kim says, David, just listen to your podcast with a bit about the best way to save photos. A few years ago, I switched over to the latest iPhone, and all my images were erased. That, on top of never having enough storage on my phone, I downloaded Google Photos. Google Photos, Google photos automatically uploads from my phone. I can then delete all my photos stored on my phone so I don't get the dreaded storage almost full message. And it's so easy, and I never have to worry about losing any old photos. Thanks for all you and the Morning Show team do. That's from Kim. And Kim, thank you very much. Actually, that's what I've tried using and have had the most success with. Um, and it just seems to be simplest for me. One problem that I seem to have with Google Photos is when I delete it from the Google Photo app... Um, no, wait, that's not what I was going to say. When I delete it from my phone, sometimes it deletes it from the Google Photo app. So I think what you have to do is you have to go into the Google Photo app to delete the photos that you don't want, and then they are also deleted from your phone. Does that make sense? Anyway, it does to me. And that thank you, Kim. I appreciate the great suggestion. Uh couple of other quick things I wanted to talk about. Uh, Nate is a regular listener of the podcast and a buddy of mine, and we were talking last week about marriage and how to make marriage last. And we were talking last week, if you missed the podcast, about how people will stay in a bad marriage for 25 years or 40 years, and they'll brag. They'll say, you know what? I've stuck out this marriage for 40 years. And it kind of hit me in the last couple of years that I don't think there's anything really noble about staying in a marriage where it's miserable just so you can say you stuck it out. I mean, life is too short. Um, 
And I thought, if you're in a bad marriage, well, sure, you got to work on it. Um, but if you're in a truly bad marriage, then isn't it better just to kind of go and start a new life somewhere? I've known divorced people who they're very happy and their life is much easier and uh, much more what they want than if they have a bad spouse or a bad marriage. Well, my friend Nate wrote in and he said, hey, listen, uh, I know I don't have kids, but here are some you know things that I do because I have extra time. If I had kids, it might be a different story uh, to make my marriage a little bit easier. Just some things that you do that are kind for your partner. Acts of selflessness, he says, go a long ways. For example, here's a list of what Nate and his wife do or that he does. Um, and I'm going to guess she probably does too. Fill their car's gas tank. Get a car wash for or vacuum out their car. Load and empty the dishwasher. We'll talk more about that in this kind of a similar situation at work in a little bit here about uh, the dishes and the sink, and we'll cover that. Uh, take out the trash and recycling. Tidy up the mail dumping ground where you drop your stuff when you get home. Straighten up the living room. Swiffer or vacuum the floors. Leave a little sweet treat on the counter with a post-it note of encouragement. I think that's great. Uh, send a text with an inside joke or a funny picture or meme, or pick up your wrappers, wrappers bottles, and dirty dishes. And uh, Nate goes on to say, since my wife and I don't have any kids, a lot of these are easier than if we had kids running around, but you get the idea. Any little thing that can make their day brighter or less stressful is always appreciated. He goes on to say, the tough part is not announcing that you're doing it, making a racket when you unload the dishwasher or saying, honey, where does this serving bowl go to make known your good deed diminishes the sincerity. Isn't that the truth? I try to remember when I do something nice around the house to not given to the temptation to make sure that Susan knows that I did it. And even as a grown man, that can be hard to do. Uh, but I really appreciate that, Nate. Um, let's move on to what I saw at work today. What I saw at work today is not uncommon. I posted it on the Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything Facebook page. If you haven't checked that out, go check that out. Um, it is a picture of what I saw in the break room sink this morning. And it was uh, some Gladware. We used to call it Tupperware back in the day, but I think we call it Gladware now. And there was pieces of rice all over. Um, rice clogged the sink trap. And there was a lemon. So as if somebody had had their lunch or a little snack, rinsed out the bowl and threw it in the sink for God knows who to clean out. And I just, I just don't understand why people do that. I don't know who they think is, well... Is the girl at the front desk or the HR director or the general manager supposed to clean it out or some random good Samaritan? It just is like, wait, what? So I know you don't do that because listen, this is what I know about you. You have the, I don't know, the the goodness in life about you and the wanting to do better with with your life, that here you are listening to this amazing podcast <laughs> to maybe pick up a tip or two uh, from mistakes that I made along the way. And I don't know that I've ever dirtied the sink at work and left it for somebody else. I might have. I don't remember that I did. It's just not something I would normally do. Um, but I just don't understand that. I don't think I ever will. I would love to catch somebody in the act and say, why? Why did you do that? Okay. Uh, one more thing, and again, back to Nate. Uh, Nate sent me a picture that I thought was really funny. It's on uh, my Facebook page, too, on the Take a Shower Facebook page. 
and it says, why do you litter? And then it's got four multiple choice questions. Um, and I'm going to pull that up really right now and read it to you because I, I got a big kick out of this. Um, why do you litter? And it's somebody pointing to a sign uh, in, a, it looks like a park somewhere outdoors. And let me scroll down to it. And here it is. Why are you littering? I'm a jerk. I don't care about natural areas. Mommy still cleans up after me or all of the above. And that's another thing. Again, there's a chapter in my book called um, uh, something about littering. And basically, it's just one of those things that I can't figure out. Okay, enough of the preaching for now, because I get worried sometimes that the podcast sounds preachy. That was one of my main concerns when I wrote the book is like, I'm no better than anybody else. I'd want to come across as preachy. And I hope it doesn't. But there are some parts in the book where I probably do. And uh, I tried to avoid that. So I tried to avoid it on the podcast too. Somebody brought up in an email last week. They said, hey, I really enjoyed uh, 10 Things You Don't Know About the Dave Ryan Show. Um, uh, the origin of some of the bits and features that you do. Like how did War of the Roses get started? How did Christmas Wish get started? How did it evolve over the years? And somebody wrote, and I can't find their email. So if it was you, I apologize if you wrote the email asking the where are they now questions about the Dave Ryan show in the last 25 years. Now, you might not have listened for the last 25 years. You might not even be 25 years old. But if you've been listening for a while, you might remember some of the names I'm going to bring up. I'm going to go way back in time, way back in time to some of the people who have worked on the show. Um, let's start off with my first partner ever, Lee Valsvik. She had been there for about four or five years before I got there, and she was a pretty big star on KDWB. And she worked there for a long time, and it was around 2000, 1998 or so, we decided to bring in Angie Taylor. And eventually, now we had four people on the show with Pat Eberts. And so Lee was, she went over to uh, WLOL, which was like a classic hits kind of a station because they thought, oh my God, Lee would be so great at this. And she was. And she's still great. And she works on Cool 108. And she does Care 11 Saturday morning. So I see her in the hallway every morning. And I love Lee. And we talk and we laugh about the old times. And sometimes I just can't believe that it was so long ago that we started working together almost 25 years ago on June 3rd. Pat Eberts was my old producer. And he was when the show was Dave Lee and Pat. And Pat came from Phoenix. I knew Pat in Phoenix and we brought him up here. And Pat uh, left the show around 2002, I want to say. And or was it 2000? I think it was 2002. And uh, Pat went and worked at some different radio stations. He wanted to do a morning show on his own. And uh, he found out that his real strength is selling. Pat is the warmest person you'll ever meet. And uh, Pat would probably violate every don't hug rule ever created because Pat was the huggiest person of all time. As a matter of fact, we did a bit one time with Pat called the Grope Every Listener card. And if Pat hugged you, um, he would get a Grope Every Listener card. Back when we thought groping was a funny thing to say. Isn't it funny how times change? Anyway, Pat works over at KQ now, and he's a big seller over there, and he does great, and he makes a ton of money, and he's got like five kids now, and Pat's doing great. I don't see Pat very often, but I still love Pat, and we email once in a while, and I think he's coming to my daughter's wedding next month. Uh, Eric, Eric Gugamos used to work on our show. I met Eric when he was an intern, and uh, and he was funny, and he was friendly, and he was a riot, and one of those guys that lights up a room, and he's just fun to be around. I stayed in touch with Eric for a long time. He worked there for about three or four years, and we lost Eric last year. Eric had health problems since he was born, 
and he had several heart operations and Eric was just he was just tired his body just gave out on him and he passed away last summer and uh, or was it last fall and uh, I miss Eric and, and and still it's hard to believe that he's gone um after Eric there was extreme Jamie Jamie Guzzi was again an intern Jamie was funny and friendly and just one of those people that was just fun and energetic to be around and Jamie and I are still good friends I don't talk to him as much as I used to but I still love Jamie um I think he's he's worked at a couple of different companies but he's not in radio anymore and uh, he's got three kids and Jamie's doing great uh after that let me think uh, Jackson replaced Pat as a producer Jackson was there for about four years and Jackson is rather infamous now unfortunately with the Taylor Swift groping thing that went on a few years ago and the big case where Taylor Swift claimed that Jackson grabbed her butt during a photo shoot and Jackson strongly denies it and then she said yes and it was a big huge court battle and I think that they found him he sued her for that's what it was he sued her for defamation or loss of job and wages and things like that because after that accusation he got fired and he couldn't work and so he sued her for like three million dollars and I think that he had to pay her um a, a one a one dollar settlement or one dollar fine or something like that and uh, Jackson last I heard he's got a job at a station in Missouri um, uh, we don't talk anymore um, who else comes after that I'm gonna try to do these in kind of chronological order uh, Angie Taylor I was just texting with her today <laughs> Because Angie's a freaking riot, and she's so sharp, and she's so smart, and she's so funny. Um, she works at a station in Chicago. I want to say it's Kiss FM in Chicago, and she co-hosts a morning show there. Uh, Fred and Angie, or it might be Angie and Fred, but I think it's Fred and Angie. And uh, we were um, Angie and I love to talk smack about other people, and so we were making fun of somebody that we saw online because that's what we're good at. And love Angie. Uh, Corey Foley came in after Angie. Corey Foley stayed there for about four years, from about 03 till about 07. And uh, Corey was great, very bright, uh, educated, funny, sassy, smartass, dirty as hell. We used to call her Filthy Foley because she was so dirty. Um, and then she left to go to, I think she went to Houston and a couple of other places. And um, she is now working in Portland on a radio station. Up next was uh, Lena. Uh, real name was Bethany. And uh, we didn't like the name Bethany for a radio show. It just sounded too regal. So we changed it to Lena Svensson, the most cliche Norwegian Scandahuvian name we could come up with. Lena Svensson stuck, and she was great. She was funny. And so smart, and I, you know, that's what they all have in common is they're all funny and smart. And then Lena left um, about oh 2011. Now I can't forget about Steve because Steve goes back to about 2006 or so. Uh, Steve is still there, and Steve's on every morning. And you got to love Steve. He's the you know the warmest, kindest-hearted, scatterbrained um, disaster in the world. But that's what makes him lovable. And then, of course, Fallon came in 2012, and Fallon's still there, and Weather Girl Jenny. And there's been a lot of people who've kind of come in and out that have kind of been in the background a little bit more. Uh, Miranda, Tim, Girth, and a lot of people. And they're kind of, they're still around. Some are in radio and some are not. Um, but, you know, I've enjoyed working with all of them 
to one degree or another, just like your coworkers. Some of them, I really, I'll have a lifelong friendship with some of them. Once in a while, a line from vacation will pop into my head and I'll text it to Corey Foley randomly and she'll text one back and I'll always be friends with Corey Foley. And, um, you know, it's just kind of the way it is with you and your coworkers, some that you, you stay close with forever and some it's like, yeah, okay, nice knowing you. Good luck. But most of them, I would say, have been a very positive experience. So thanks to whoever it was that asked me about that. And um, yeah, it's, you know, in 25 years, people come and go. And I've been really lucky. I've had a total of three producers in 25 years. That's an average of eight years apiece. Um, like 8.333 years apiece, right? Something like that. Um and as far as co-hosts, there's been Lee, Angie, Corey, Lena, and Fallon. Now, that's not as good as a track record, but, you know, the great thing about them is they've mostly moved on to something bigger and better for them. And I encourage that. That's one thing that I really like to see people do for my show is, is to do better and, and to grow. And I'll tell people all the time, don't stay in a situation if you don't see yourself growing. I wish I'd taken that advice myself. I could sit here and say, well, I haven't grown in 25 years. But at the same time, I get a big kick out of helping other people. And I won't go into that now, but there's, a, you know, I, I coach other shows and I help other people. And I'm at a point in my life, and you'll get there too if you're not already there, where you want to help other people. Not because you're done growing yourself, but because you've learned so much that you want to help other people too. And there's nothing more rewarding than helping other people. I told Angie Taylor one time years ago, I said, you know, the best feeling in the world is not an orgasm. It's helping other people. And she said, no, it's an orgasm. And we laughed. I don't know if she remembers that. I kind of doubt she does, but that was funny. We laughed about that. Um, okay. Um, on the podcast this week, I always try to give you something that I think is kind of a life lesson because that's what the book is all about. You know, take a shower, show up on time and don't steal anything. Uh, by the way, the prank they did last week on me where they accused me of stealing printer paper. Did you see that? Where they planted printer paper in the trunk of my car and the boss says, yeah, they caught you stealing printer paper. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding? I said, I wrote a book about not stealing anything. I don't steal things. Um, and he's like, well, walk me out to your car and just prove it because they saw you on security sticking it in your trunk of your car. And I said, no, absolutely not. And then I thought, okay, you know what? We'll settle this once and for all. So I was pissed. So I walked him out, and sure enough, in my trunk, I opened it up. Those yahoos had put not only an iPhone that was recording me at the time, but also printer paper in the trunk, four big boxes of it. And I knew right away. I knew I didn't steal it. So I knew that I wasn't guilty of anything. So the first thing I did, and you look in the video, is me looking around because I know Steve or Fallon were around there, and they were. They were right across the parking stall from where I was, hiding in the back of Steve's car, video videoing the whole thing. So don't steal anything. We know that. But I, I'm trying to come up with some chapters for maybe a second round of the book. And so one this week is when you meet a celebrity out somewhere, how do we know how to act? Well, a guy wrote me a story, wrote me an email, and I just found it, and I can't remember how long ago it was. I didn't look at the date on it. I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. He said, years ago, John Denver's been dead for 20-something years. He met John Denver. John Denver was this amazing folk artist, country artist. He did Leaving on a Jet Plane. He did that one. He wrote that song. 
I don't know if he sang it. Um, and he did other songs in the 70s. He was huge in the 70s. And then he kind of faded away a little bit. And then he died in a plane crash in about 97 or 98. Anyway, this he was one of the biggest celebrities on the planet for a while. This guy wrote and he said, man, it was so cool. I met John Denver. I saw him at a restaurant eating alone. And I went over and I talked to him for a half an hour. And I said, what a dick. You went over and interrupted John Denver's solo dinner for a half an hour. And he was probably too polite to hurt your feelings and make you feel stupid by saying, you need to go away. John Denver probably got very little solo time, probably needed some solo time to recharge. And somebody went over and talked to him for a half an hour. And I thought, okay, every celebrity is different. But if I were to meet, and I've met Joe Maurer a couple of times at different things, and, and I always go up and it's like, hey, Joe, and he always pretends he remembers me. I don't know if he does or not. And I don't dominate his time for more than a couple of minutes. I'm like, hey, can I get a selfie? How's it going? How are the twins? Blah, blah, blah. And he has twin babies. I don't know if you knew that. Um, and uh, and then I leave. And he's very gracious. And then when I walk away, I feel good knowing that I didn't dominate his time. But I've seen people do it both ways. Some people are afraid to approach a celebrity at all, and that's fine too. If you don't feel comfortable doing it, then maybe you're reading your gut right, and maybe it's maybe it's not a good thing to do. Um, but other times, if you go up to a celebrity, let's say you see, I don't know, Kate Raditz or Taylor Swift or Halsey somewhere, sure, go up and, and say, do you mind if I get a selfie? But don't be too surprised if they say no. One of my favorite celebrity encounter stories, I've probably told you this before, uh, Kirby Puckett, one of the nicest people ever. He was so nice. I mean, I remember one time I was telling him the story about a listener who named her cat Kirby after him. And if I remember right, he wanted to call her and say hi, and that was really cool. And he wanted to, I don't know, some, but he thought it was really cool. Just a nice, warm guy. Well, somebody met him and his family at a restaurant, and he was eating with his wife and his kids or whoever, and they sent their kid over to get an autograph. This is back when before selfies when people would get an autograph. Kirby's been gone for, what, 10 years or so, something like that, so it was well before the selfie. And they said, God, what a jerk. I sent my 10-year-old boy over there to get an autograph, and Kirby Puckett, what a dick. He said no. And I said, no, he was eating with his family. So don't do that when they're eating with their family. Hey, listen, we're not celebrities. I mean, some people might think of us that way, but I'll be honest with you. If you see me out somewhere, you're more than welcome. Come up and say hi. People do it all the time. Um, but, I mean, if I'm with my family, I'm just like you. I want to be with my family. So come up and say hi. We'll get a selfie. And, um, you know, I usually try to talk to people longer than they expect so they'll walk away going, wow, that was a pleasant experience rather than what a dick. But hey, listen, you know, I love to meet people who listen to the show. I always say this. If you listen to our show or listen to this podcast, then you and I probably have a lot in common. We're probably both super funny, um, super smart, um, super brilliant and super awesome. So I don't know. Is that a chapter for my book about celebrities? I'm not really sure. Uh, okay. What can I wrap up with? Uh, next week, we're going to talk about the power of good looks and the amazing power that has. I was having this discussion with my wife the other day, and I won't get into it too much, but I said something along the lines of, you know what? If you're born poor, 
You can always get out of that. If you're born, how did I say it? I said it clearly with I, when I was talking with her. It was something along the lines of, if you're born without the blessings of good looks, I know what it was. If you're born poor but good looking, your looks will help you all through your life. But if you're not born with the power of good looks, you have a different struggle through life. Don't we all know somebody who is very attractive and they know it? I think by the time you're about 11 years old, you know whether you're attractive or not. And some people get more attractive as they get older and and whatever. Um, But I think that if you have the power of good looks, it's something worth talking about. We'll talk about that next week a little bit more. Hey, uh, I think that's about it. Hey, email me your thoughts, anything on the podcast to Dave Ryan at kdwb.com. You can also go on Facebook and leave a a message on there. Shout out to Nina who left a message on there uh, about three months ago or longer. And I didn't find it until just the other night. And I had not been checking Facebook messages, but I will now. Uh, or just leave a post on there. You're welcome to post or comment or whatever you want to do. I always love interacting with you. And, um, you know, it's it's hard to, to interact during the podcast, but I appreciate you um, posting or emailing. So it's Ryan Sh- or, uh, Dave Ryan at kdwb.com or take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything, the uh, Facebook page. Hey, there is a book too. Remember, the book is perfect for graduation. Somebody mentioned this the other day. I think it was Andrea Perlis who listens down in Arizona. I think it was Andrea. Um, and she's an old friend of mine from way back in the day, back when I used to live in Arizona. And she said, this is a great graduation present. I think it is because there's a lot of things in there. It's simple to read. It's very quick. And you can pick it up and read two chapters or 20 chapters or the whole book. You can probably read in one sitting if you really put your mind to it on a flight or something like that. Um, and it's also a downloadable Kindle book too. And you can check that out. I think the Kindle version is like seven ninety nine. dollars uh, Graduation. Hey, tell somebody about the podcast, text them if you get a chance and say, hey, have you heard Dave's podcast? Maybe you both listen to the show. Tell them to listen to the podcast. Also, check out Fallon's podcast, Too Lame for Radio, and also check out Steve's podcast, It Goes Both Ways. I appreciate you for listening to this podcast. Again, whether it's your first time or you've listened to them or you've binge listened or whatever, I appreciate it. Uh, I hope it made your walk or your workout or your commute or your day a little bit better. And I hope you get something out of these because again, that's why I do the podcast is not to preach, but to help you learn some of the things that I've learned in my life so you don't have to make some of the same mistakes that I've made and that other people have made. Shout out to my niece, Michelle, who I also just found out listens to my podcast. And family members, all right, if you're one of my aunts or you're like Cousin Roxanne, will you leave a post on there to let me know that you listen to the podcast? Because you forget about your family listening, and that's really cool. So listen, I'm done talking. Have a great week. I'll see you next time here on Take a Shower. Show up on time, and don't steal anything. Take care. Thank you.